Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You're listening to the Pesky Report, a podcast dedicated to the Boston Red Sox by Red Sox fans. to announce that we will be sponsored by High and Happy Catering out of Springfield, Massachusetts. High and Happy Catering creates gourmet meals for small or large events with a twist. All of their meals are cannabis infused. If you are looking to have a real happy meal, call them at 413-785-8999 or search for them on Instagram at High and Happy Catering. You'll be happy you did. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Pesky Report. This is episode number 97. We are brought to you by Belly Up Sports uh, Podcast Network. And check them out at bellyupsports.com. Tons of podcasts on there, football, racing, and everything in between. Uh, With me today, I have my co-host as usual hogdale and brady how are we doing gentlemen immaculate how about you brady uh i'm just kind of upset that you announced the wrong episode number this should be episode 34 um for uh you had me like scared there for a second like did i really fuck it up (laughs) no i honestly couldn't be happier so glad to hear the good news last night it was awesome uh, fantastic news. Also, I I kind of didn't I didn't realize this until I was actually playing the video. Guess how many seconds that video was? Thirty four. Yeah. It fucking was, dude. That's awesome. That's great. Like, like check Fuck this yeah. out here. 
I'll I'll show you. Uh, oh my god! Now it's I, gonna be stupid. Can I can I mention uh, something? Look, look. Are you throwing the thing? It, it's okay. thirty-four. That's awesome. <laughs> Great. You, you want to hear something horrible but hilarious? Sure. Some some dumb fucking sports website today tweeted out because Kobe died two years ago today. And so they were like, Kobe Bryant died two years ago today. Right now, the Lakers are 24, 20, 24 and 24, and they're in the eighth seed in the Western Conference. Fucking Christ, dude. That's like... What the, f- what the fuck are we doing here? Like, why would you even bring that why up? Why would you tweet that? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a terrible... That's relevant. That's, it, it, that's so horrible. It's almost the worst tweet of the day, um, which... Oh, we, we we now have a new segment, everybody. Um, we're not going to start it right now, but Ryan Brady wanted to bring on a uh, a segment called the worst tweet of the day. Uh, it's it's probably going to be the worst tweet of the week is what we're going to end up doing, but that'll be further down into the uh, into the episode. As of right now, uh, what I wanted to talk about was the big news that happened last night. On uh, January 25th, 2022, David Ortiz became the first and only so far first ballot Hall of Famer for the Red Sox with multiple World Series championships. I I actually received some shit for posting that. And they were like, no, Pedro had a championship. I was like, but I said plural. Got him on technicality. Let's go. It it really (laughs) was. Like, I actually was meaning to put three World Series championships, but I said championships. So there's the plural there. So I actually, I did get him with the technicality there. And I don't know, man. I'm I'm fucking pumped. I'm really happy that Ortiz... uh, was a first ballot Hall of Famer. I would have definitely understood it if he had to wait a year or whatever. I think it would have been stupid, but I would have understood it. Uh, before we like go further into this uh, with Poppy and whatnot, I want to ask you guys, uh, what is your favorite David Ortiz moment? Oh, Brady just fucking disappeared. What happened to this fucking clown? Yeah, it's probably his internet. But <laughs> as far as my favorite Big Poppy moment, like, uh, I think it's like undebatably what game was it? I think it was game three, the 2013 ALCS that game two game two. Yeah. Cause I remember they were down two. in the series. They were down yeah. one. Uh, they were down. Oh, one. Okay. Yeah. Game two. I was just, it was the, uh, a Joaquin Benoit. Yeah. 2013 ALCS game two Dude, that grand slam. I remember watching <laughs> that game. That's like the first year I really got super, super invested as a baseball fan. I was fucking losing my mind watching that because like that Tigers team was so good. And like going down 0-2 in that series would have been disastrous. And like Big Poppy with that so, as usual, like so clutch, like most clutch player in the history of the Boston Red Sox. There's going to be one word. There's going to be one word on his plaque that writers are not going to want to hear or see. And it's going to be clutch. I mean, it's truthfully like, is there a better like postseason hitter ever? Like, uh, genuinely, statistically, I'll, I'll go through that a little later. No, especially right? like, like he got better as the rounds went later. Like his numbers in the World Series are just 
unmatched. There's so he has the players. highest career batting average in the World Series, the highest on base percentage of anyone to ever play in the World Series, and the second highest slugging percentage. He almost has the fucking triple crown in World Series. I mean, what the fuck? There's no. I mean, it's it's he's on an island by himself. Yep, fuck Mickey Mantle, fuck all that shit. It's Big Poppy. We got to see it. He's our guy, and he did it in Boston, and he didn't do it once. He didn't do it twice. Motherfucker did it three times, and he was always the guy. Truthfully, he's the best DH ever. I, mm-hmm. I take him over Edgar Martinez in a heartbeat. Uh, Edgar absolutely. Martinez was amazing. In uh, the clutch, I mean, really, there's not that many people in the history of baseball who, like, bottom of the ninth in the World Series, you want more than David Ortiz. Like, it's him. It's him, and like I don't know. Here are a few other arguments for whoever, like Barry Bonds in 04. <laughs> I, I, I was about, I was about to say, you know, I could think, you know, I don't know how many times David Ortiz was walked with the bases loaded, <laughs> but uh, having fucking Barry fucking Barry Bonds up with the bases loaded would be pretty fucking. That the one uh, year that uh, that one year the Bonds went to the World Series. If you look at his playoff run, it's just wacky, <laughs> like video game numbers. Uh, Brady, so I don't know if you heard me before uh, you had to back out real quick. Um, I was asking, what were your favorite memories of David Ortiz? Uh, I mean, there, there's a hell of a lot. Uh, Pick one. The, the one, David Ortiz gave me more joy in a 16-hour period in my life than I think I could ever get. Uh, watching him beat the Yankees in game four. And then again in game five, he gave swag to the Red Sox. He gave confidence to a fan base. Nobody does that shit. He's the only player in the history of baseball to ever have two walk-off hits in back-to-back postseason games. It's only him. I, I just that, that gives me goosebumps every time I see it. He's fucking amazing. So I'm actually I'm gonna pick a couple because you guys decided to um my absolute uh, – my favorite poppy moment actually wasn't with him hitting. It was with the microphone. Uh, the moment he got on the microphone and he was, like, thanking everybody, and then he goes, this is our fucking city. Yes. Like, the fact that the fact that he dropped the F-bomb – like, granted, like, it was all about the bombing and everything, but, like, he dropped the F-bomb. It wasn't bleeped out. Uh, the FCC was asked about it and whatnot, and they were like, "Like, we can't find the guy. Like, he was being, he was showing emotions uh, towards what had happened to the city that he considered his own. I mean, like, when you think of David Ortiz, do you think of the fucking Mariners? No. Do you think of the fucking Twins? Absolutely not. And you think of the Boston Red Sox, and like, that's where his career was." And he became that big, that person. So that is probably my favorite uh, David Ortiz moment without him having like a bat or being up at the plate, you know? So I got to say, this is our fucking city um, is my favorite moment. But uh, I also have to agree with Hogdale when it came to the Torrey Hunter uh, home run or grand slam. There are three things in that Grand Slam that stick out. I know what you're going to say. One, Torrey Hunter I... going over the fucking, over the wall. Like I can't wait. Actually, there's there's four technically. But one, Torrey Hunter going over the wall. 
It's great. Two, the bullpen catcher catching the ball and like just looking at Tory Hunter fall over the ball. Three. <laughs> it's coming. I can't wait till you do it. The fucking police officer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. And, and, and none of that would have happened. At, and I've actually met the police officer and I have pictures with him. And he does he does that pose every time he takes pictures with people. What a legend. And, yeah, he is a legend. He, I don't think he's the bullpen um, bullpen cop anymore. But, um, I mean, all of that happened because David Ortiz had a Grand Slam. And he hit a game-tying Grand Slam in the bottom of the eighth. Well, like, Shocker. Yeah, right? Shocker. David yeah. Ortiz hits a – I think he had like 10 walk-offs or some shit like that in the postseason or some shit. I, I don't remember what it was saying. I, I read something earlier today, and it was like – he had 10, um, 10 walk-offs and fucking, like, ridiculous amount of fucking RBIs in the postseason. You know, you know what's crazy is when, when you're watching him, you knew you were watching a living legend. Like, that. that's not hyperbole. That's it, it, You were watching history happening over and over again. And, and oh, the other thing, uh, Ed brought this up, you know, uh, in, a, in our chat. Uh, I was there at the playoff game. It was Big Poppy's last game. And when he got, I don't remember if it was a hit or a walk in his last plate appearance, but he got on base and Sox were down and they pinch ran for him because, you know, he couldn't run anymore and they needed the run. He stood on that fr- front fucking step cheering. And, I mean, they, you know, they, they lost the game. But man, when he came out, tears in the hand uh, and just giving to the crowd, I mean. Yeah, he walked out and he was, he was surrounded by all the photographers. Like, I've never seen seen that before there, there were typically when something like that happens there's like maybe 10 photographers 15 photographers at most like this dude had like 50 photographers around him and like it, you could tell that he was holding back the tears he didn't he wasn't a, if you, uh, he he tried but he failed uh that that big poppy big emotion came out and it was cool because uh, i'm sure a few people left but that stadium was pretty fucking full. They waited. It was about a good twenty minutes after the game. Yeah, uh, they said that up. there was about twenty five thousand people still there. Yeah, I was See, actually when he retired. Like it hurt. It hurt me. It hurt me so much. It it, it did. It really sucked. I mean, as as a person who didn't really start getting into like baseball as, um, like serious, I didn't start getting serious into baseball until two thousand thirteen. Like, my very first game was the day before the bombing. So, like, the bombing and all of that that surrounded that, that means something to me. Granted, it means more to the people that were there the day of the bombing and, and, and things like that. And when, when the Red Sox came back and whatnot, that year meant so much to me. I went to my first – I think I went to six or seven games that year. And it was it was so cool. I got to watch the Red Sox. Um <clears throat> I got to uh, Poppy hit a couple homers and some of the games that I went to. Uh, it, it was fun, you know. The, and the memories like of 2004 and what he did in 2004, and and he's done ever since. I remember there was times where he had he had like rocky starts. You know, he was having he was having some bad starts this season. Uh, he would come out of spring training and he wouldn't he wouldn't be all. Um, Pissing glory, he would be he'd be like struggling 
Like he, there was times where he wouldn't be hitting his first fucking home run for like a month, mm-hmm. you know. And they were talking about possibly sending him down and shit like that. And it's like you think about that now. It's like you can't imagine David Ortiz like not being the DH. No, so, he, he, no. Th- there was the one year they actually. Uh, it, it, it pained me as a Red Sox fan to see the you know fans they were booing him. You know he got he was he was injured and, and at one point they did finally pinch hit Mike Lowell in a spot. Um, you know Dave Ortiz and you know he's just the kind of guy that for me really he could really just truly do no wrong. I mean he exactly. just came through over and over and over and over again. And, you know, I, I read this, I didn't say this, but, you know, somebody else tweeted it and said, he's not the best player in the history of the Boston Red Sox, but he's the most important. And I'm sure, you know, some people want to argue and say, but when you look and see, I mean, he changed the culture of an entire franchise, fan base, a, a team that could not win for 86 years to a confident organization. Was that in uh, 2010 when he got pitch hit? Sounds right. It was, uh, yeah. It was uh, April 21st of 2010 against the Rangers. Yeah. I, uh, what, what hurt yeah. more about like when Poppy retired too is he still like, if he wanted to keep playing, he had a few more years in him. He was so fucking good in his retirement year. Like as a forty-year-old man, I think he hit like thirty-five home runs and had like a hundred doubles. <laughs> I think the problem was that was the weight, uh, his weight and his feet. Yeah, I know he had problems with his feet, mm-hmm. and I remember. So, like you guys, you guys are a huge like David Ortiz fans. I'm a huge David Ortiz fan, but I started like getting pissed off at him towards the end of his career because of the fact that like. When they were playing National League teams, he would complain. He would be like, I'm not playing first. I'm not playing first. You know, I'm the designated hitter. It's like, my thought is, is, dude, you're getting fucking paid this morning. You're playing fucking first because we need your goddamn bat. In the, we need your bat in the lineup. It's not because we we don't need you or, you know, we just need a first baseman there. We need your fucking bat in the lineup. That's that's what happens. And I was I was the person who was like, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Suck it up, Buttercup, you know? But now, like, looking back, it's like, I, I understand it. I understand it now. Back then, I was pissed off. Well, I just don't, like, you know, like, care that much. Especially if you're in the regular season. Like, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, I think he was doing one of those, if I play, 
in, a, in an aggravated situation, you know, especially with his feet, it was a problem for such a long time that, you know, I think it was just trying to get, you know, more productivity and, you know, staying on the field for, for a greater period of time. You know, Brad, I, I've probably been over to like, it's got to be well over 100 Red Sox games in my life. And I only ever caught one foul ball. That was it, just one. And it was in the playoffs, I think it was in 2003, I'm almost positive. Uh, Irvin Santana was pitching for the Angels mm-hmm. and Big Poppy's up at the plate. And I'm on the first baseline and near the pesky pole. And I hear, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? The pesky pole. I was near the <laughs> right. pesky pole. And I hear the balls hit in our direction and you can hear it, you know, kind of you know, flying in. <laughs> and then you hear a thud, right? And you're looking all around, you know, whatever. And it, it just rolled underneath my wife's seat. And I was like, oh, here you go, babe. Here, you know, here's, here's Dave Ortiz's ball. And um, about three, four minutes later, guy comes down and he goes, hey, man, can I have the, the, the ball? And I'm like, you yeah, know, no, it's, it's, you know, I got it. And he said, yeah, look, my buddy, it hit him in the face. Oh, fuck. He, <laughs> he's bleeding everywhere. Can you just give him the ball? And I. No, right. Like, <laughs> no, Such a power no, move, right? Holy so shit. as the game progressed, right, it's like the eighth inning, but like let's say ten minutes later, come on, Dick, give him the ball, right? And it started up a little bit. So now as the game's about to finish, the Sox are going to win. I got the ball, and the guys are starting to encroach, and it's just me and my wife. My parents are sitting in a whole different other section, and I'm like, "Fuck, I got to get out of here." So <laughs> I told my wife, I'm, "I'll meet you at the car." And they start following me. So this is a true story. <laughs> so I go into the bathroom. I call my dad. And I'm like, we got to change. I was wearing a, a red jersey. He's wearing a blue one. So I'm like, we got to change a little bit. I change jerseys real quick. And I'm like, I'll meet you at the car. I start walking out. And I'm like, okay, I'm okay. And then I hear, that's the guy with the ball. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I'm fucking running. And I'm calling my dad. He goes, where are you? Get the car fucking ready. I jump in the fucking car. <laughs> They're, you know, maybe they're, I don't know, a football field behind me, but they're, they're fucking running after me. We get in the car, get on the mass bike, get the fuck out of there. And when you get home and you look at the ball, I swear to God. There's, there's blood a, on it. There is. There's a guy <laughs> fucking blood right on it. By the way, fuck that guy. Keep your head up, dipshit. You should have caught the ball. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so I went to, uh, I went to a game earlier, uh, earlier last year, right? And Hunter Renfro threw a ball out into out into the crowd. And there was a truck guy there, and he literally did one of these, right, and completely missed the ball, and it smacked oh, him no. right in the nose. And somebody else ended up getting <laughs> this. Dude was fucking like, I when I say he was bleeding out of his nose, I oh, think he no. broke his fucking nose because Renfro, like, he just like chucked it in, you know, like he did one of these. He didn't like underhand it or whatever. Yeah. He like actually like threw it in. And this guy got hit right <laughs> in the fucking noggin. I don't in, think... fa- in fairness, the guy was drunk, so he kind of deserved it He's because trying. he was like he he was fucking he was razzing fucking uh, Renfro as well. So but Renfro there is that... can't throw soft, right? Like we've seen anything this year. <laughs> He's like the cannon, bro. He doesn't. <laughs> Yo, his his soft toss is like a fucking missile, right? But yeah, his guy... soft toss is us throwing like eighty. Oh, I'm throwing my arm out if I try to do his fucking soft toss. There's no question about it. Great. That's great. Some dude right in the schnoz. It, That's Yo, great. Yeah, it, it was like, 
It was good. I was like, oh my fucking God, did you see that? It was fucking absolutely crazy. All right, let's get back to David Ortiz. So, uh, fun fact, um, as most people know, David Ortiz uh, was released by the Minnesota Twins. They were trying to find a uh, a team to trade him uh, to, and they couldn't find anybody, so they released him. And he called up Pedro, or I believe Pedro called him up. I forget how the story goes. And then Pedro just, like, tells – like. Ortiz is upset, obviously so, rightfully so. I understand the situation. He's upset. He lost his job. He's like, uh, you know, I'm upset, blah, blah, blah. Pedro's like, oh, you'll be good. Pedro calls up Theo and says, hey, man, I think you should sign this guy. And Pedro's reasoning for wanting to sign him was so that he didn't have to face him. <laughs> it's because earlier – I, I want to say it was in 2002 <laughs> – uh, Pedro faced him or whatever. I don't remember what year it was. He crushed it. He fucking destroyed mm-hmm. that inside pitch. <laughs> and it was absolutely demolished. And Pedro's like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I don't want to face this guy ever again. Um, some of like David Ortiz's like best home. I think the, the best home run that I've seen so far is at, was it at the Tokyo Dome? Yo, yeah. With the one where he hit it like over 500 whatever it was yeah Fuck. yeah it was like upper and everybody's just like <laughs> like he's got it like an aluminum bat or some shit like yeah that, you know like that shit's corked up or whatever i also saw earlier today that he beat ken griffey jr and a uh was it a rod jr and a rod and a home run derby in the minors <laughs> that's pretty sick that checks out it sure does. You know, one, one thing Lou Merloni uh, tweeted today, uh, people kind of forget he he was released from the Twins not because he sucked. He actually hit in his last 70 games. Uh, he, had a, he had over 300 with uh, 26 homers uh, in his last 70 games for a, a Twins team that won their division. It's just that Twins are perpetually cheap, and he was going to be an ARB2 player, and they just didn't want to pay it. Um, that's hilarious yeah, right right so like for all the like oh he sucked to boston no he was 26 years old and was coming into his own and then he got a chance in boston like you ever uh, heard of a play. late bloomer <laughs> yeah. one, of, one of my favorite stories is uh spring training his first spring training with francona and big poppy's uh taking batting practice and he keeps going opposite field francona calls him over and you know, what, what are you doing? You know, why aren't you pulling the ball? He goes, well, because we always have to hit the opposite field. What are you talking about? Well, the Twins organization preached we only go opposite field. That's the, what we do. So Fran Cohen asked him said, I have a question, David. Are you a pussy? <laughs> Yo, man, I ain't no fucking pussy. And he goes, well, then you pull the ball like a man. And that's it. And then he said, oh, we can do that here. He's like, fuck yeah, we can do that here. Fucking Tino. You know, he, he changed his approach and the shackles man. were off. And, you know, but it, he, he called was the, him a fucking pussy. He's like, oh, he asked him. Question. He asked him. He are you a pussy? Him. Yeah, are you a pussy? And he was like, no, I ain't no fucking pussy, man. You know, and they said, well, then you pull the ball. And uh, he pulled that. That's absolutely works. amazing. That checked out. That does check that out. definitely fucking checked out. That's Over, such a Tito oh, story. Oh man, that is that's great. 
We got any other Ortiz stories that we want to share before we start get uh, start smashing the fucking Baseball Writers Association of America? Or do we want to just get into like fucking destroying them? I, I would also like to destroy uh, a lot of Yankee fans as well at some point. Thank you. Uh, we'll let you do that when we do the uh, the bad tweet of the week. Or, or Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. So, Agdale, do you have anything that you want to add when it comes to uh, Big Poppy? No, I think we got it all covered. Legend of the game. We love him. He's Sto- our guy. Stories, uh, stories about like Dustin Pedroia trying to fight him. Um, those, are, <laughs> those are fucking hilarious. Heard those uh, from the John Lester interview uh, with Section 10. Um, shout out to those guys. Jared Carabas, we still want you to come on the show. Um, yep. That is a thing. Like We, we love you, we're, bud. We're serious. That checks out. <laughs> that that definitely checks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, read your messages. <laughs> <laughs> He's busy. Oh, damn it. Uh, anyway. He's busy doing other better podcasts than ours. Okay. 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 Self-deprecation. Okay. Here we go. That's great. All right. Uh, Did you ever see the, the commercial with uh was it is it Brian Erlacher? Is that how you say it? is it yeah. no, it's Erlacher. Yep. And Big Poppy, it's a Gatorade commercial, and I'm pretty sure they're playing <laughs> badminton and uh they take like a like a swig of Gatorade and I think it's Big Poppy when he hits it, he like fucking sends a missile through the net and like sends it on fire and he's like, Oh sorry, or <laughs> something like that. Uh fucking great commercial. I can, I can never uh, think of know- Brian Erlacher seriously since uh, Tom Brady like Juked him out of his shoes at one time. Or the ESPN commercial with A Rod when uh, Wally walks by and he, or he's showing Posada, excuse me, how to how to bend and fold the hat because Posada never wears one because he's a catcher. And oh, he's yeah. putting the Yankee hat on, he's bending it. And Wally goes by, he's like, <laughs> Wally, it's not what it looks like. Wally, because you know, he's wearing the Yankee hat. He, yeah. Wally, come back. <laughs> I, I, there, there's a, uh, there's one last thing that I wanted to share uh, with the David Ortiz uh, tributes and everything else. Uh, this one, I believe, is probably one of the more hilarious David Ortiz things. Uh, and I hope you guys uh, enjoy it. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> ball. Come on, Poppy. It was a strike. That was definitely a ball, but. Hey, clips on the strike zone. That's great. Socks were in seven to two as well. <laughs> oh, like, honestly, I'm surprised he didn't get thrown out of the game. I think he did. Nah, he he does. Oh, big nap, naps up. Oh no! Yeah, he didn't. Almost got balls of steel. I respect yep. it. No, that's where he gets thrown out. Right, right. there. <laughs> you know that He's guy's good. like shit in his pants. <laughs> this is my favorite fucking part right here. I think I just saw Pat Light. Oh, you probably did. John Farrell. Oh, look, at, look at Petey. He's like, dude, chill. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I 
it's just it's so beautiful dude poppy was so shook he was so fucking mad <laughs> oh my god that's Such great a power play right there like, did you see fucking Fajoria? he's just like whoa what the fuck man yeah you know like, they have other guys like Saltalmaki is like I- I'm not I'm not getting around that shit right for his like, jersey his name walk- barely fit into jersey <laughs> dude it went like it went around the entire fucking thing but yeah. um they ended up giving him that phone yeah for the retirement as a gift. fucking retirement gift <laughs> I thought that was the most fucking retarded thing that the or like what else would you expect from the Orioles organization though like. They're not going to spend any money on their players. Why would they spend any money on giving someone a gift? No, that shit was funny. I think the only better retirement gift than that was the one that, like, the Twins gave Mariano Rivera, where they gave him a rocking chair made out of, like, broken bats that he'd broken with his car. <laughs> that was, that, That's that cool. was clever. That was fucking yeah. clever. Yeah. No. Do you remember, right. hey, Brad, the... Um... I wish you, if you can find it, it'd be great to bring it up. I think it's a 2013 World Series where the you know they're down, uh, things are not going well, and he marches up and down. Before Chris Sale ever did it, Big Poppy did it first, right? And Big Poppy fucking chews them the fuck out. And then I think they put up like a five spot that inning and then win the rest of the series. But in the middle of the 2013 World Series, he just goes full-blown ape shit on the team. And rallies the troops in a way that in baseball doesn't usually do that. It's more of a football move, maybe basketball. And uh, it's fucking great. Yep. Oh, yeah. Look at this Adonis of a man. Yep. Calls a fucking huddle. He did, too. Look, they're all there. It's like a spring training, you know. Get your shit together. Let's fucking go. I mean, that checks out. you know, with sale, they joke around that nobody was really listening to Chris sale. He was just yelling. Um, and, uh, but they made sure that, you know, everyone was huddled, listen to big Poppy, and it's unbelievable. What a guy. He's the guy. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why did you fucking asshole say something? Because I didn't know, I forgot that the chat existed, so I didn't type it. So I'm sorry. I didn't want to mention it on the show because it's weird. Uh, I thought it was yeah. odd as well. Um, <laughs> I thought I was just going crazy. Well, fuck something. me sideways. I thought I was going crazy too. So I was like, I'm not going to say some shit because so, uh, so nobody heard list. any of these fucking things. And I was like, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh, we're going to start the show with the phone call. And so oh, they're so, like, like, can you fucking hear them? muted mute for the first like 34 seconds of the show and there's nothing shown and all you guys are doing is just watching this thing you can't hear it nobody decides to say hey man you can't what we can't hear this video every time i do you rip me for being that i don't know how to do shit with tech so then i'm just like (laughs) fuck it i'm not gonna say brad your bullying has finally caught up with you oh man (laughs) oh anyway this is this is our fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Fuck you. Yeah. All right. We had a voicemail earlier today. Um, we went into, we actually got our very first voicemail. This is awesome. Uh, very proud of this. Uh, 
it's a it's about a two minute a two minute voicemail. We're gonna play the entire thing. But we're going into a segment where we're gonna be talking about the Baseball Writers Association of America. We're gonna also be talking about Barry Bonds. We're gonna be talking about Roger Clemens and Kurt Schilling. Uh, so with that being said, I'd like to share our one and only go fuck yourself, Hogdale. Yeah. What Brady. was it me? What did I do? <laughs> I, well fuck you too. Fuck you. <laughs> Dick, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck you guys. All right, hold on. Here we go. Hi, my name is Kenneth Barr, B A R R. I'm a Red Sox fan who happens to live in New York. Can you hear it? Yes, we can hear this. And my, uh, I have to get my Twitter handle. I didn't think you were gonna make me do that. Uh, my Twitter handle is. It shows you how often I use Twitter. Uh, at Red Palace Cossox. And my, and what I'm calling about a point Clerk Chilling made about, uh, uh, about, um, David Ortiz and the fact that he really didn't test positive for anything at any time. And it's true. And the reason why that's true is that the survey test samples uh, were subject to a government raid. The government raided the lab where the sam- samples were kept. The raid was led by Jeff Nowitzki, who was uh, the FDA investigator who was trying to prove uh, PD use in baseball. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. The samples were taken, retested to Food and Drug Administration standards, and that was the evidence that they were trying to use against Barry Bonds in his trial. The judge in that case threw out uh, that attempt to introduce as being uh, illegally obtained and not reliable. So anybody's trying to use that uh, so-called survey uh, uh, test, it doesn't hold water. Holy water. Because as that judge indicated, uh, it was retested to standards that were not negotiated as uh, conditions of uh, of the survey test. He never tested positive for anything. Uh when testing, uh, and therefore the shilling tweet is amazingly accurate in that regard. Thank you very much. Bye. What a polite guy. 
Yeah, very polite. Uh, thank you so much, Kenneth. Uh, again, his Twitter handle is Red Palace Co Sox. Uh, he is from uh, New York, and Brady's from New York, so he wants to meet uh, Kenneth. If uh, we we added you so that we can, uh, or we followed you, so uh, if you follow us back, Brady would like to get in contact with you and uh, get together possibly with a fellow New Yorker. Safety numbers, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Safety numbers. Um, gentlemen, what are our thoughts on what Ken had to say about the Kurt Schilling tweet? Oh, he was. Did, did you guys see the tweet? Oh, yeah. He was de- okay. de- defending uh, Poppy, wasn't right. he? Right. Yeah. And yeah, he raises a great point. Uh, that that test against uh, against Poppy was not credible. And uh, I try to point out anytime I talk about uh, him in regards to, you know, David Ortiz getting in the Hall of Fame, it's a good thing that most of the voters seem to agree. Uh, at least that's what I'm going to tell myself is that that's why they, they did that instead of, a, you know, well, he was nice to us, so we're going to let him in. But, you know, I'll hold it off for a little bit from now. What do you think about the situation, Brady? I think Rob Manfred, one of the few good things he's ever done is, you know, when he took office, he did come out and refuted, uh, you know, kind of back big poppy and said that there was there was definitely false positives um, on on that test and that it's very likely that David Ortiz was a false positive and that, you know, no, it should not be used against him at all because the truth really is they were testing for illegal drugs, amphetamines, uh, steroids. It wasn't just one thing. So if if he tested positive for amphetamines, and that's what then Hank Aaron should not be in the Hall of Fame, right? You know, th- that we don't really know if he even did. And if he even did, they can't say what he tested positive for. And they could never replicate another positive test in his entire fucking career. Well, in any job, if they told you that you tested positive for a substance and you know you did not do it and you said, hey, test me again right now, and you never test positive ever again then what the fuck are we doing here? So I was listening to Will Middlebrook's uh, podcast uh, this morning. He had John Hammond on and it's called uh, wake and rake. I believe that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, and good, great podcast. Anybody want to listen to, uh, to some baseball podcasts with uh, other um, baseball minds, check them out. Um, Will Middlebrook's obviously was, uh, is an ex baseball player. But um, he brought up a great point. He was like, he had never seen anybody get tested as much as David Ortiz did. I yep. mean, the the guy would get tested all the time, and he didn't fail any drug test ever since it was implemented in two thousand four. And that's and that's another thing that I want to bring up is like, we have. I don't know how you guys feel about it. And I'm just going to start off by saying this is like not having Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and the baseball hall of fame makes it makes the hall of fame voting process look like an absolute fucking joke. Took the words right out of my mouth, Brad took the words out of my fucking mouth. Yeah. It's, it's a, the truth is the whole process is a fucking sham. Uh, you don't have debatably the greatest hitter and pitcher in the history of baseball in the hall of fame. Yeah, totally. Great process. You know, good job guys. Great, great hall of fame. You really made it. 
it's, it's so they're what they're doing is they're like okay they're acknowledging you know the fact that they possibly did steroids you don't know for a fact i mean we can all assume right that they did steroids whatever but my whole my thing with the whole steroid era is the fact that MLB gained so much more out of these players doing steroids than the players actually gained. You can say that the players got money, this, that, and the other thing, but you got to remember there was a strike. Was was it 95, uh, 94, 95? I think so. Right? So there was a strike. They came out of the lockout, right? And they lost a lot of fans. They lost a lot of people paying attention to MLB, to watching baseball and whatnot. Then you got these guys juicing up like McGuire and Sosa. I believe it was like 98, was it? I'm not 100% sure what year it was. But you had Sosa, you had McGuire. They were chasing the Maris uh, record. That ended up putting, like, I don't know about you guys, but I was paying attention to the Cubs. I was paying attention to the Cardinals. I wanted to see these guys and see what they were going to do. I wanted to see that uh, if if Mac was going to hit, you know, number 48. I wanted to see Sosa hit number 49. You know, things like that. I wanted to see these guys go back and forth with um, their their home run numbers. And you had so many people paying attention to this. And you had people dishing out money. You had Red Sox fans watching Cardinals games. You had Yankee fans watching Cubs games. I mean, you won't see that happening now. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, Bud Seal again, the MLB, they actively – encouraged players to use steroids they didn't discourage it and the the fact that bud selig the dude who oversaw the steroid era and encouraged players to do it pretty much without consequence got into the hall of fame it's a fucking joke and it's ridiculous you know i i agree with, with you know with what you're both saying because 100 uh clement should be in the hall of fame bond should be in the hall of fame and i'll argue till i'm blue in the fucking face kurt Schilling belongs in the hall of fame 100 Having said that, though, for me, I'm focused on it's bullshit, but I'm really glad that at least 77 point whatever percent had enough fucking wherewithal to see a generational hitter in David Ortiz. I believe in all honesty that if if Bonds and Clemens were on the ballot for even, say, another year, I think they get in. You're probably right. I just... I don't want to. I don't want to uh, take away from 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 the achievement of David Ortiz because of the asshole writers, you know, blackballing Bonds and Clemens and Schilling. Like that's its own fucking problem. And I'm sure that the, the what is it called the uh, the players um, uh, when when they have a vote, the I think it's the players committee, mm-hmm. um, the veterans committee. When yeah. they, I'm it sure is the that, veterans committee. Yeah, they'll get them in and and, and they'll make things right. Uh, I would assume that that's what's going to happen, but I believe so. I, I'm I'm hearing different things here. Uh, I was told that I was reading that they're going to vote on that situation in December of this year, but then somebody else told me that it's not until 2023. So I think I'm not you have sure. to wait. Oh, you have to wait a little while. Um, you know, there, there there's a period of time that goes by until players. It's 10 years where you're on the ballot then there has to be a certain amount of time until the veterans committee is allowed to, to vote them in. And, you know, that's the only thing that really sucks is because, I mean, I get conflicted. I love the fact that big poppy's getting the spotlight to himself. Love it, love it, love it, love it. But, uh, 
that having said that, if you think Roger Clemens doesn't, doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, you just haven't watched enough baseball. If you think Barry Bonds doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, you haven't watched enough baseball. Uh, and Kurt Schilling, I mean, just stop. If you don't think bet- Barry Bonds like doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, you're you're just wrong. I just hate to say it, but like before Bonds even did steroids, he's the only player in baseball's history to have 400 home runs and 400 stolen bases. Also, I'm pretty sure he had five or six seasons with an OPS above a thousand. Like, can we fucking stop? And also, you know, elite uh, gold ball fielder every year doing that. I just, I hate it, dude. Can we just call the double standard for what it is when it comes to like these players with who do PEDs and that if you're nice to the media, you get in, but if you're a fucking asshole, then, then, and only then you get held out because Pudge Rodriguez had no issue getting in. Oh, well, he was a friendly guy, nice to the media. Same with Mike Piazza. So these guys get in. Uh, Big Poppy gets in. Obviously, his storage shit is very tenuous at the least, but he was a super nice guy. No one dislikes Poppy. First ballot. And it, like you made a good point, Brady, that you shouldn't have to drag down David Ortiz to call out these fucking idiot garbage writers mm-hmm. who pretty much held Bonds and Clemens out on a grudge because he, he wedged them and a couple of their friends back when they covered him. Like you got like these reporters, you guys are such fucking cowardly loser geeks. I hate all of them. And like, so, I don't know how anyone takes the hall of fame seriously, dude. I don't. So I, I want to read uh, a tweet that Clemens made uh, earlier today. Uh, or he made last night about the hall of fame and being snubbed. He goes, Hey y'all. Love the fact he said y'all. Yeah, uh, hey, I figured I. It's funny because he's he was born in fucking Ohio. Hey y'all, I figured I'd give y'all a statement since it's that time of the year again. My family and I put the Hall of Fame in the rearview mirror ten years ago. I didn't play baseball to get into the Hall of Fame. I played to make a generational difference in the lives of my family. Then focus on winning championships while giving back to my community and the fans as well. It was my passion. I give it. I gave it all I had the right way for my family and for the fans who supported me. I am grateful for that support. I would like to thank those who took the time to look at the facts and vote for me. Hopefully, everyone can now close this book and keep and keep their eyes forward, focusing on what is really important in life. All love, and then he put up the "I love you" fucking sign or whatever. So, I mean, the passion for it. I mean, he named all of his kids with K's. So he was passionate. <laughs> he, he was he was like super passionate about all that. Um, okay, uh, how many kids did he have? He had like four kids. They all like. I'm surprised he didn't change his name to K Rogers, uh, K <laughs> Clement. <laughs> Man, what's up no, with your dog, dude? She's yawning. I can't wait for someone to like come at me and say that. Uh, like they mentioned the, the character clauses, why Barry Bonds like isn't in the Hall of Fame as if like 60 or 70 percent of the Hall of Fame isn't made up of uh, wife beaters and racists. I can't wait, dude. I can't wait. It's so cool. Yeah, uh, Ed actually called somebody out uh, for saying he said something about that, about how there's uh, racist and um, wife beaters and the Hall of Fame and nobody even bats an eye. But like Brady brought it up earlier, Willie Mays and Hank Aaron uh, admitted to doing drugs, amphetamines uh, while they played and nobody bats an eye at them. And the reason for that is because they were great during their time. So if they were great during their time and nobody's batting an eye, why is it that we're going to leave the, 
the home run king. I don't care what anybody fucking says. Barry Barry Bonds is the home run king. Doesn't matter if steroids or not, he's the fucking home run king. All I'm saying is that there's a reason that baseball hasn't scrubbed him or put an asterisk next to him being number one as the home run king because they know that most of the people on that list also use steroids. Just saying. <laughs> hey, Brad, I just did a little uh, investigative work here. And the first thing you said is correct. Um, December is the first crack uh, for the Veterans Committee. It's comprised of now 16 people, whether former players, umpires, executives. um, And you need 12 of the uh, 16 committee vote uh, to get in. Um, So, you know, we don't that, what happens if you don't get that? I think you have that for a, a certain period of time. Um, okay. And I don't think that that time is more than like a year or two, because you do look at guys who are getting in late now, uh, much later, um, you know, Jim Rice, uh, I believe was a veterans committee guy um, as well, but it, it does, it does happen. Um, and usually, you know, executives that are, are respected in the game, you know, it could be a Theo Epstein or, you know, uh, or, you know, kind of guy where having a voice is I think Theo was the kind of guy that would go, of course, Barry punching me in the fucking hall of fame. And uh, hopefully they get it right. They got it wrong. Um, without question, they got it wrong. Um, and uh, it sucks. It, it does suck. But in the end, as long as they get in and they get their, uh, you know, the proper choice, then, then that's what should happen. But uh, it sucks. All right, I Sorry. Uh, go, go ahead. Uh, no, I was yeah. going like, to quickly mention, I just, uh, I hate that Bonds has to get him through the fucking Veterans Committee, dude. It irritates me because, like, they're, we have, like, the Veterans Committee to thank for uh, Harold Baines being in the Hall of Fame. That, that, that's them. <laughs> that's, that's whatever. All right, guys. Uh, I want to talk, uh, we had a couple of uh, text messages coming through. And Ooh. I want to, I want to read them uh, aloud. One of them was... This person decided not to give a name. Uh, they so I said I would just give their area code and not their phone number. Maybe I should just give their phone number out, right? No, nope, nope. <laughs> nope. That that does no. not check out. No, that's I wouldn't do that. That's toxic. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's that's not that's not good. I that, that does do not that. check out. <laughs> no. Anyways, uh, what they text? So this texter uh, was from five one six area code. I'm not. I believe that's actually a Massachusetts area code. Not sure. Hell yeah. Fire. But they had stated uh, they said shouldn't have been a debate regarding David Ortiz, Clemens, and Bonds. Each know they were a couple of the greatest to ever play the game. The real tragedy is Schilling's omission. His baseball marriage get him inducted no problem. So that means the writers kept him out for personal reasons. Voting system needs a major overhaul. Most of the voters probably didn't even play Lassie League. Dude, the, the, that, the Hall of Fame, like getting in there, is decided by a conclave of scrawny nerds with an axe to grind. Like genuinely makes me ill. Like it just fucking makes me sick. You know, Schilling did come out and say, and you know, I did my tirade on the way the Red Sox that I feel have treated Schilling, you know, not long ago. But he did come out and say, if he's given a choice, if he gets in, he wants to go in as a Diamondback. And as a as a huge Sox fan, that really hurts. Uh, that you know, he had three and a half years in one ring in Arizona. He had four years in two rings in Boston, and 
the way that uh, he's been treated now at the end, uh, it, it sucks because as a guy that lived through it and saw what the fuck Kurt Schilling did uh, and to see him on his own accord, dude, he single him and Randy Johnson beat the Yankees. Like let yep. the record oh, show yeah. that what they They're, did was they were co- different. Co-MVP of the 2001 World and Series. I, and there's never been a more accurate, real co-MVP. And like those guys yep. are starting one day, relieving the next day, and they just yep. beat the shit out of a team that was much better than them, but you weren't better than those two pitchers. And in yep. 04, he doesn't want – that yeah, Diamondbacks team really was legendary. Like yeah, that he, they won that World Series. He does it on one fucking leg in 04. Who the fuck does that? And then in 07, he just says, I'll strap it on one more time and win another fucking ring. And again, it's it's the fucking character clause, dude. It's stupid. Like there's a bajillion wife beaters and racists. I don't give a fuck that Kirk Schilling's an asshole. Who cares? I care about what he did on the field. He was an amazing ball player. He was clutch. Fucking move on. Grow up. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. All right, we got the problem. Another- the problem I have with you know like, looking at like the asshole is it's it's always perspective, right? You know what I mean? Like someone say someone's an asshole and says, "Oh, I'm glad they're saying you know this." Is it, in the end, what the fuck is the point of a character clause? Because how well do we know the people? The you know, like you don't you know what the fuck you see, and that's it. It's stupid. All right, so moving forward, we have another text message uh, Twitter handle. Zven three three zero six nine zero six five one. His name is Sir Zven. I'm not sure if I said that correctly, but he sent a text message in that says, "David Ortiz is much more than a ball player from Boston. He's not from Boston. He's actually from the Dominican Republic." But Santo Domingo represent. <laughs> he's shown us that, and will forever be a New Englander. I agree there. Uh, it's just that simple. He never chased the dollar and stayed where his heart will always be forever. Big Poppy isn't just a sport man. He's a hero who exemplified how a man should be on, on and off the field. <clears throat> Thoughts? Oh, unbelievable. True. True in every facet. Uh, I hate that, like, that it's like a thing with the Red Sox, like a thing we've complained about before, but like, Big Poppy really was underpaid for so many years. And for some reason, the Red Sox just hate paying their own, like, homegrown guys and their, their guys. Like, they don't want to pay them money. And it just irritates me. Brady? He's, uh, it, it, it's spot on. You know, the he's a, uh adopted New Englander, uh, carries himself that way. Definitely underpaid throughout. He did gripe though a few times about his contract. I will say that uh, over the years. Uh, that was that was uh, that was another thing that I was just like, okay, yeah. Man. I don't know, man. He, like they, for years, they just refused to pay him like what he was worth. And no, like, no. 
and I don't like that, but I, I don't love also airing out your dirty laundry. Yeah. Yo, I love Big Poppy, but that's not the best choice. That's all. Right. Exactly. I, I 100% agree there. Uh, Poppy is and forever will be uh, Massachusetts. He will forever be Boston. He will forever be a New Englander. Um, I forgot to add one thing. I was going through a breakup with my ex-fiance and one of the only things that helped me uh, get through it was watching baseball. And right after the breakup, I ended up going to a Red Sox game. I, I left work. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to Boston. You know, I'll find a ticket online, whatever. So I bought a ticket. I went to a night game. As soon as I walked in, Poppy hits a home run. Hell yeah. So oh. I'm like, this, this is going to be a fucking, this is going to be a good fucking game. So they ended up winning. Uh, my night was fantastic until I left the fucking ball game and the ex started fucking texting me and giving me shit. Of, shit. I was just like, fuck you. Um, <laughs> Brady, we have a time for you to do your segment. You wanted to air out about the New York Yankees and what they had, what happened during the David Ortiz Hall of Fame uh, induction. So the floor is yours, my friend. Thank you so much. Uh, living in New York and being a Red Sox fan comes with its unique challenges. Um, and honestly, I'm really kind of kind of sad that most of the Yankee fans that I, that I know that I work with, uh, that I'm friends with, you know, Facebook, Twitter, whatever, um, just to see so many Yankee fans forget um, and not show the same uh, – gratitude you know when date when jeter left his last game at fenway park standing ovation when mo makes plays his last appearance at fenway park standing ovation um big poppy was never embraced at all from from the from the yankee fan perspective of wow we hate him because he's so good and you know just looking at, at some of the some of the stats that when you take a look that people will say who, who are who are you know Yankee haters and, and or excuse me Yankee fans Red Sox haters that they'll say well David Ortiz never played first base well uh, first off that's not really true uh he played 300 games at first 2000 at DH and the reason being is well I don't know in the beginning of his career there was a first base in Minnesota named Doug Minkiewicz who was a gold glove winning first baseman uh, yeah. I mean, like, so what are you going to fault him now for doing that? You know, and, and the logic of, you know, well, the DH, how many DHs ever really get in the hall of fame? It's ridiculous. Right. Well, what about Mariano Rivera? How many closers are in the hall of fame? Not too many right about now. We're respecting that a closer is a unique position. How did Jim Carlos Stanton do as the DH for the Yankees? Pretty fucking horrible. How did he do when they put him in the field? Well, all of a sudden his bat woke up because he couldn't handle sitting on, on the bench for 45 minutes or an hour waiting between at bats. It's not an easy fucking thing to do. But when you look at what he accomplished in his career, there are only uh, nine other players in the history of the baseball who are worth more runs above average than David Ortiz. Barry Bonds, Albert Pujols, Manny Ramirez, A-Rod, Miguel Cabrera, Gary Shetfield, Mark McGuire, Joey Votto, and Mike Trout. That's it. That that's the that's the list. Uh, Ortiz has the seventeenth most home runs all uh, in, of any player in the in, in in baseball history. He also had more home runs on the road than at Fenway because Fenway is a doubles park, not a home run. So he would be even higher up 
on that one. He has the 12th most doubles in the history of baseball. There are two, only two other players with over 500 homers and 600 doubles. That's Albert Pujols and Hank Aaron. That's pretty fucking elite company. So for every asshole that says uh, he doesn't belong in, just fucking read a little bit. Ortiz's 1,102 extra base hits are tied with Ken Griffey Jr., a Hall of Famer, for the eighth most in the history of Major League Baseball. Only uh, uh, Hank Aaron, Bonds, Stan Musial, Albert Pujols, Babe Ruth, Willie Mays, and A-Rod have more extra base hits than David Ortiz. Shut the fuck up. He has seven <laughs> seven silver sluggers, the most ever by DH, 10 all-star election, five consecutive top five finishes in the a, uh, in MVP, MVP voting. And this one's my favorite one. There's a statistic that's, that's called win probability added, which measures situational hitting or um, and especially uh, gives you credit uh, for hits that are that affect the likelihood of winning or losing in a game. So we would define it as clutch at bats. And in his 85 playoff games, David Ortiz delivered a 3.2 WPA, which is the most for any postseason hitter in the history of playoff baseball, which basically says in every clutch situation that of all the history of the fucking baseball, there literally is no one that's ever been better. And I'm sorry. Fuck yourself with Mickey Mantle. Fuck yourself with Derek Jeter. The truth is they're all great in their own right, but they're just not as good. They weren't as clutch when it really mattered. And I know that the mystique, the aura, the 26 rings that you can shove up your fucking ass, the truth really is you didn't I'm, have the best player. It was 26 rings in one watch. Right there, yeah, <laughs> that's right. yeah. In one pocket watch, but the truth right. is, Yankee fans like to think they have the best of everything. They had Babe Ruth, they have the best closer, they have this, but you didn't have the best clutch postseason hitter of all time. You didn't, and you never fucking will. He's in a league of his fucking own, and he deserves to be a first fucking ballot of Hall of Favor. And I am proud that the that enough of the voters got it right. Thank you, David Ortiz, because what you did was change a fucking franchise and you made another franchise fucking scared because they're pathetic because they can't actually sit there and tip their hat. When Red Sox fans tip their hat to Yankee players and say, good job to you, they can't extend it back because you rock their fucking world. Who's your poppy? That's who the fuck it is. Thank you, David. Fucking thank you. Spit. Spit, King. Spit. All right, we beautiful. got time. We have time for one more segment. Uh, we do have one new segment that we're going to do. Uh, we're going to try this for every episode. Um, we are going to come out with the dumbest tweet of the week. And uh, we're going to also, do we want, Brady, do you want to do it or Hogdale, do you want to? I, I'm, let's, let's let you guys decide. You already had one, Brady, didn't you? I got one up. Uh, oh yeah, well, okay. go okay. ahead. Okay, right. yeah. Please, please Hogdale, go ahead and you got next week. I got we next are week. not just so uh, everybody's clear. Uh, just because uh, we are giving out the dumbest tweet of the week, uh, we are not giving out handle names. Um, we don't want to um, show that these people who make no their free terrible. T- yeah, we're not. We're not going to let these people get uh get noticed because of their dumb tweets um but this this Dare one I say we call it the dan shaughnessy award <laughs> I, I wouldn't i wouldn't give this tweeter uh that type of uh approval uh 
I wouldn't let him. That's like disrespectful to Dan Shaughnessy, and I fucking hate Dan Shaughnessy. So, uh, Brady, go ahead and uh, read your tweet and who it was a uh, to, not like the name or the handle or yeah, whatever, yeah. but no. you you know what I mean. Yep. So, uh, s- someone tweet uh, had a nice little little tweet about uh, Big Poppy and getting in and kind of celebratory nature of, and the response to uh, that that tweet. Um, and here, here goes the, the tweet of the week here that uh, in the response to Dave Ortiz getting the Hall of Fame was, imagine that, gets into the Hall of Fame without ever eating a built bar. <laughs> End tweet. Wow. Legendary. <laughs> yep. Um, That's a generational tweet right there. How many Shaughnessy's is that? Is that worth three Shaughnessy's? I don't know. <laughs> On a scale of like one to ten, how many Shaughnessy's is that? Yeah. That's you know, like, I, feel that's like that's, I feel like that's just disrespectful to, to Dan. Honestly. Not true. Like, Dan, I, Dan Shaughnessy made a living on making outlandish takes, literally being a contrarian, and that, that's how I, he got attention. But that's what I'm saying is, is like as much as I hate Dan Shaughnessy, I know who tweeted this. I've seen the uh, – you know, I've – I've communicated with said person before um, on numerous occasions. And this is a terrible fucking tweet. This is, this is literally probably, I'm, I don't know, man, we're probably going to have to like put into like a, a, a document or some shit saying like, which, how many terrible tweets there are. And then like, pick which terrible tweet makes it for the month so like at the end of the month we'd be like, okay well this is the terrible well, tweet it's like how the center used to do like uh the not top 10 where it's like every time like the new one came up like they do a vote on like is it worse than the one that came before it that's just fucking terrible like i i, I kind of would have expected a little bit better um it's just absent of thought right you know like in the end, you're looking for insight or humor. It just had nothing. It, it, it wasn't funny. It, what's a built bar? I don't know. Um, <laughs> this moment brought to you by Built Bar. The yeah, you know, like what? I, I okay. The, I found I found another tweet. I kind of want to share this one. Okay, go ahead, Brad. Um, this this will probably end up. We should probably just pick like three. Uh, stupid tweets of the week. We all like get our uh, own one. Yeah, it really. I like that too. Like um, that too. This one was a response to a, a, a Will Middlebrooks uh, post. Uh, Will Middlebrooks was asking, should Bud Selig be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, the players that benefited from steroids during the era are crucified. Why not the commissioner, which I 100% agree. Why not the commissioner who was aware of it and applauded uh, it is applauded for the growth of the game in the late 90s and early 2000s. The tweet to this, why not? Z-Lig, couldn't even spell the uh, correct correct uh, last name, and it was right there. Z-Lig was a great man. You're incorrect. This is already turning out to be a terrible tweet. Yet pales by comparison to Manfred, whose contribution to MLB exceeds Ortiz's exponentially... Ortiz is exponentially not understand not understanding what this has to do with the other thing, but whatever. Uh, soon under Manfred's watch, we'll have three inning games, five second pitch clocks, 
and all teams making the playoffs, which begin in June. Some major old man yells at cloud energy. <laughs> I'm... It's great. <sighs> Imagine. Imagine having more than half a brain cell. Now, this person has probably less than a quarter brain cell. It's uh, it's ridiculous. I, I can't believe somebody would actually tweet things like that. It's uh, it's it's amazing. Drugs are bad. Uh, very, very bad. Uh, mm-hmm. They make you stare at walls, dude. If you ask this person how many chromosomes you got, he'd be like, "Dude, I got so many chromosomes, bro. Got so many." Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, gentlemen, uh, we're going to end up uh, calling this uh, episode. It's like Alfred Hitchcock. It yeah. is. I, I do. I want to mention a couple things here uh, to anybody that's listening to the podcast. Belly Up has started a uh, a TV um, with FXD, uh, which isn't Fox, uh, just so everybody knows. And we will be joining a um, we will be joining Belly Up TV on Saturdays be uh saturday mornings i actually have to get the timing i forgot to got to get that and we are also joining burns uh radio which is part of belly ups uh radio network and we will be we will be uh broadcasting uh an episode uh between 11 and 1 11 a.m and 1 p.m on wednesday i believe it's the second yeah we'll be doing that in a second and that will be weekly uh, for a little while and then we'll be rotating with other podcasts out there so please go give us a look uh, go give us a listen on there as well you can watch us there you can watch us on youtube you can listen to us on all platforms uh, but just give us a listen there and uh check it out and make sure to check out all the other podcasts that are on the belly up network uh check out belly up uh, belly up sports.com and uh guys as always, it's an absolute pleasure having to have the time to talk to you. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to add? Fuck the BBWAA. Congratulations, David Ortiz. Absolutely. Congratulations, David Ortiz, and fuck Dan Shaughnessy. Agreed. Thank you for listening to the Pesky Report. Make sure to follow us on social media at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pesky Report. No matter what platform you're listening to us on, please make sure to leave us a review and a comment and let us know how we're doing. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. It's like a ball of wax, dude. I really hate looking at a wall. It's fucking annoying and terrible, and it's just like... 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.